17. It's good to be in the Lord's house. Let me say this. I appreciate the opportunity to preach. Amen. And I uh, appreciate, uh, you know, obviously we miss, we miss Pastor. I know, I know y'all are ready to have him back by now, surely, you know. Absence makes the heart grow fonder, isn't that? Isn't that? <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, I do appreciate the opportunity to preach, and and it's uh, it, it's been a blessing. You know, when you when you uh, when you have opportunities to preach, uh, it really it, it forces you to get into the Word of God more. Uh, and so, not that when I'm not preaching, I don't read my Bible, that's not what I'm saying, but, uh, you know, there's just something about when you, when you know you're going to preach, you, you better be in the Word of God, amen, and so uh, it, it's always a blessing for me to have opportunities to preach, but Luke chapter number 19 tonight, and uh, I know we've got the kiddos in here with us, so uh, we're going we're gonna to try to be mindful of that, amen. Uh, but uh, with with Easter not not far from now, uh, began to think about what the Lord would have me preach tonight, and uh, began to think about the triumphal entry of Jesus on into Jerusalem there. And so uh, the Lord uh, honed me in on this passage of Scripture, and uh, so so let's go there, let's read it, and then we'll uh, make some application. Here tonight, but Luke chapter number 19, beginning in verse 29. The Bible says, And it came to pass when he was come nigh to Bethpage in Bethany, at the mount called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go ye into the village over against you, in the which at your entering ye shall find a colt tied, whereon yet never man sat. Loose him and bring him hither. And if any man ask you, why do ye loose him? Thus shall ye say unto him, because the Lord hath need of him. And they that were sent went their way and found even as he had said unto them. And as they were loosing the colt, the owners thereof said unto them, Why loose ye the colt? And they said, The Lord hath need of him. And they brought him to Jesus, and they cast their garments upon the colt, and they set Jesus thereon. And as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. I want you to picture it tonight, church. And when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Now, we talk a lot in ministry about different ologies. We talk a lot about theology, right? Brother Cyrus, the doctrine of God, right? Soteriology. Some of you that's been in school of the Bible, these things might sound a little bit familiar. Uh, soteriology, the doctrine of your salvation. Homardiology, uh, the doctrine of sin. Uh, bibliology, Christology, angelology even. Uh, but tonight, uh, I, I want to I give you this ology. It's probably one you've never heard before. 
pretty deep, all right? It's called donkeyology. That's, that's the title of the message, all right? Donkeyology. Uh, we, we, we find a very, a very familiar passage of Scripture here as Jesus is preparing to make His way into Jerusalem. And, and I, I find it very interesting... Uh, that that there in verse number 29, I want to draw your attention to where Jesus makes, uh, makes Himself at. He, he goes to the Mount of Olives there. And uh, I began to look at that and, and think about that a little bit. And, you know, the Mount of Olives is a very significant place in the life and ministry of Jesus. You began to think about the Mount of Olives and the different things that took place on that mountain, some very significant things took place on the Mount of Olives. It, it really, to sum it all up, it was the place of Jesus. He was coming and going there a lot of times. You remember, you remember as Jesus uh, ministered, and uh, it was the place where Jesus would go up to pray and, 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 and seek the face of God and and, and, and ask God for some things. It was the place where Jesus ascended up into heaven after the Great Commission. And, it, it, you know, it, it was really, to sum it all up, a very significant place in the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. You remember when He was, uh, just before He would be crucified, He made His way up the Mount of Olives and prayed in agony. Uh, and, and, and begged God to let this cup pass from me. Remember the prayer there. And, and so it was a very significant place. And here in this passage of Scripture, we, we notice that he makes his way back up the Mount of Olives there. And I can just picture as Jesus, he is up there on that mountain and he's overlooking the city there. And uh, he, he begins to uh, look over the city and uh, he, he, he starts to tell the disciples, hey, I want you to find this cold. I want you to make some preparation for what I'm about to do. I'm about to descend into this city, if you will. Uh, so, uh, disciples, I want you to go get this cold. I want you to go get the donkey for me. Make some things ready. I want you to prepare for me to descend into this city. And boy, I began to think about that and began to think about some pictures, uh, some, some, uh, what, what the Mount of Olives represents. And as I came across the fact that really it's a place of Jesus coming and going and, and Jesus descend, uh, ascended into heaven after the great commission and, and you began to read some things of prophecy and you start to understand and uh, upon the second coming of Jesus Christ, do you know that the Mount of Olives is the very place where Jesus will descend to begin His reign on this earth? And you know, I began to think about how that might apply to you and I tonight. Uh, and just as Jesus stood in this passage of Scripture on the Mount of Olives, looking over the city of Jerusalem to make ready to descend to tell all those people that, hey, I'm the true Messiah. I am your king. I believe even right now that he is sitting in glory and he's looking down on this earth 
And I can just envision Jesus. He's, he's telling some things. He's, he's making preparation for his, uh, his descending on this earth. Isn't that wonderful to think about, church? The Bible tells us that he's going to, uh, with a shout, with a voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, uh, you know that as the rapture of the church. I, I, I just, I, I'm thinking about the, 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 the second coming, the, the rapture of the church, and boy, I can just envision Jesus up there, and I can just, I can just hear him telling that archangel, hey, get your voice ready. Uh, get your voice ready. I, I, I can see him maybe uh, going all throughout heaven and even finding that trump of God, and I can see him getting it ready. Amen. Y'all know what I'm talking about tonight. And I I would ask you tonight, are you ready for the trumpet? Uh, Are you ready for that call? Are you ready to hear the voice of the archangel? And and I can just think, and and, and I'm I'm so encouraged and blessed to picture Jesus in heaven. He's making ready for his soon return. And uh, boy, I began to think about that as as I read there in, in, in verse 29 on the Mount of Olives. He was making preparation. And uh, you know the story. He, he sent those two disciples down to find this donkey, find this colt tied. Now I want to draw your attention uh, to verse number 31. And this will be the, the whole uh, theme of the text. Verse 31 there. The Bible says, And if any man ask you, why do ye lose him? Thus shall ye say unto him, notice this, because the Lord hath need of him. Isn't that interesting? That caught my attention. The Lord has need of him. Now, we're talking about Jesus Christ. We're talking about the very Son of God. uh, The the King of the, the Jews. The very Messiah who was sent from heaven to be on this earth. Uh, the very Son of God, I, you know, and it says here that He hath need of Him. He needed this donkey. Boy, my, I began to think about that. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I know the text says this, that the Lord hath need of Him. But the, the, the Jesus that we know, uh, certainly, really, and truly, He didn't necessarily need this donkey. His will is going to be done regardless. Amen. Uh, But I I believe what Jesus was doing is he was deciding to use this donkey anyhow. Uh, He had a desire to use something lowly, to use something that didn't have a whole lot of worth to it in this donkey. And uh, he didn't necessarily have need of this donkey, uh, but I'm thankful and blessed to know that uh, the Lord was going to use that animal anyhow. The Lord uh, could use anything, anyhow, any time that He sees fit. And boy, I, I began to think about my life and think about how He's using our people here at Gateway Baptist Church. Uh, and, and how he, uh, he moves and has moved in my life. You know, Jesus don't need me. Jesus doesn't need you. Uh, but aren't you thankful tonight to understand and know that the God of all glory, Jesus, He desires to use His people. Uh, that's His desire to use us to further the kingdom of God. To share the gospel message with a lost and dying world. Uh, he don't have to use us, but He chooses to use us. 
and, and boy, people, and, 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 and we're as, as insignificant and weak and feeble and lowly as we are, He still decides to let us in on some things and let us in on the gospel and let us in on uh, some things that have eternal value. Isn't that wonderful to think about tonight? And Jesus, He was, <clears throat> he, the Bible tells us He had need of this donkey. And you know what? I, I believe tonight that the Lord is looking for some people. Uh, he's looking for some little donkeys in this church house tonight. Uh, he's looking for some people who will put aside some things and say, uh, Lord, I'll join your mission. God, I'll join your army. Father, I'll surrender to your will and your way. Lord, I'll go. I'll preach. I'll tell. I'll lift you up just like this little donkey did and tell somebody about Jesus. I'll be the one to place you on my back and carry you into Clarksville, Tennessee and tell somebody about Jesus because I love you and you died for me. I wonder if there might be somebody here tonight that uh, would surrender to some things. Uh, would just humble themselves before a thrice holy God and say, Lord, I'll, I'll do whatever you ask of me. Uh, God, I'll go wherever you ask me to go. Father, I'll tell whoever you ask me to tell. Uh, but the Lord has need of you tonight. He wants you. He loves you. Maybe some of you here tonight, you, you have the excuse as to why you can't carry Jesus to somebody. You've been making excuses. Boy, I'm about to get, mm, I'm about to fall on this altar right now. You might be in your mind right now thinking about those excuses that you've been giving God as to why you can't or can tell somebody about Jesus. Why you can't share the gospel with that co-worker of yours. Why you can't carry Jesus to your family member, to your lost loved one. And, and, and you know what? The, the Lord really and truly, He's not, he's not interested in any of your excuses. Uh, he, he's not interested in any of your uh, inferiorities. Uh, he, he used a man like Jeremiah even. You remember Jeremiah when he was called of the Lord to be a prophet. What did he say? He said, I can't, I, I can't even speak, Lord. I, 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 can't, I, I can't talk right. I, I, I've got a speech impediment. I, I, can't even, I can't even get up in front of people and say anything. I can't, I can't, I can't. But what did God tell Jeremiah? He said, I'm going to tell you something, Jeremiah. You can do it because I'm with you. And God's with each and every one of us tonight. Yeah, hey, put, putting aside our nerves, boy, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, a nerve-wracking thing to finally tell somebody and share with them about the gospel many times. I, I know what that's like. Uh, I, I've been there just before service, and I'm trying to get to the message. Just before service, we had two young men skateboarding outside of, this, uh, outside of the church uh, the, this afternoon, and I was in there studying, and uh, over there in the office, we're, we're kind of tucked away a little bit right now, you know, and so they didn't know anybody was here, right? And uh, come to find out, they thought that this was still an abandoned type place, or either they were just saying that, I don't know. Uh, but uh, the Holy Ghost came by, sat down in my lap as I was sitting in my office, said, boy, you better share, share the gospel with them. And uh, I, I came out here, uh, I shared the gospel with them, I took them in this foyer, I took them down to the gym, Shared the gospel with them. Thank God they know Jesus as their Savior. Uh, but, but I, you know, 
many times, there's many times that I, I, we don't. We, we don't obey the, the call of the Lord. We're not convicted enough to share the gospel with somebody. And I just want to say you can. Uh, and I want to say this, a preacher put it like this, if a donkey can do it, you can too. If a donkey can carry Jesus to a lost and dying world, you can too. But I, I noticed some things. I want to draw your attention to a couple things about this donkey. Remember, this donkeyology tonight, right? I want you to notice some things real quick about this donkey, and we'll be through tonight. If this donkey, if this colt was going to be used to carry Jesus to a lost and dying world, to carry Jesus on into Jerusalem, then this donkey was going to have to be redeemed. This donkey was going to have to be redeemed. What you come to understand about these animals in the Bible is these donkeys, they were born with a curse on them. Uh, One of the very few animals in Scripture that were born with a curse on them. And what that curse was is when when there was a donkey uh, present or born uh, as a coal, as a cold or as a foal, if you will, uh, they were supposed to be there. There was a curse on them, and there in Exodus, the Bible speaks very clearly about it. Uh, they were born with this curse, and if they were not redeemed, if they were not bought, if they were not purchased by somebody, then they were to have their neck broke. Unless they were redeemed. And boy, I came to find out that uh, not only did they have to be purchased, but what they had to be purchased with was a spotless lamb. Boy, I began to think about that. This donkey, if it was going to be used to carry Jesus to uh, Jerusalem, to lift Jesus up, uh, then it was going to have to, first and foremost, it was going to have to be redeemed. It's going to have to be bought. And boy, I want to say tonight that I'm thankful tonight to know that Jesus Christ loved me enough to pay for me, to pay for my sin debt, to purchase me on the cross of Calvary. Uh, I was on the auction block of sin. You've probably heard that preached before. Uh, and, and, And many times we we give the illustration of uh, the courtroom setting and uh, as, as the judge comes in, that's God. Uh, as we come in as the defendant, then Satan comes in as the wicked prosecutor. You know what Satan does? He begins to present that evidence, begins to present those commandments that where we fall short of the law, where we failed at, at upholding the law. Yes, I've sinned. Yes, we've lied. Yes, we've coveted and we're guilty of all those things and How do you plead? I plead guilty. Uh, We're all guilty of sin. Uh, We're all guilty of sin. And the fact is tonight is that each and every one of us deserve the death penalty. Every one of us sitting in this building tonight deserve an eternal hell. Uh, But but I love to, to know and I love to picture just as the devil was gaining some ground with the jury... Just as the devil was presenting all that evidence, Jesus Christ walks in the back door with the biggest and best evidence ever. He says, I'll I'll pay the fine. I'll pay for that young man's sin. I'll purchase him so he doesn't have to pay the sin debt. 
He doesn't have to pay the, the death penalty. And I'm thankful to know tonight that I was redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Redeemed how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through His infinite mercy. His child and forever I am. I've been redeemed tonight. Church, if you're going to carry Jesus to a lost and dying world, first thing you've got to be, you've got to be redeemed. And I want you to know tonight, if you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart and save you, you're guilty. You're guilty of sin. And unless you ask Jesus to, unless you choose His free gift of salvation, then you're going you're gonna to have to pay that fine. You're going to have to pay that sin debt. But Jesus paid for that sin, purchased you on the cross of Calvary with His shed blood. We couldn't get to heaven ourselves. It's not we we wasn't going to be able to 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 tell God that I, Lord I I go to church so I can go to heaven. Lord I I do good deeds so I can go to heaven. Lord I've kept all the seven sacraments so I get to go to heaven. Uh, Lord, uh, there, God's asking us, why should I let you into heaven? Lord, I've, I, I've been a good church member. Lord, I put money in the offering plate. Uh, Lord, I, 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 I'm a good dad. I'm a good mama. I, I, I pay to charity and things like that. Lord, those are all good things, but uh, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And I'm thankful to know tonight that Jesus paid my sin debt he paid yours as well. If this donkey was going to be used to carry Jesus, he was first and foremost going to have to be redeemed. And that's what he was. I want you to notice the second thing tonight. I want you to notice this. Not only did this donkey had to be redeemed, but secondly, he had to be released. Well, I love this. He had to be released. First, he had to be redeemed. That's the first thing. Amen. Secondly, had to be released. I want you to notice verse number 30. Jesus says, saying, Go ye into the village over against you, in the which at your entering ye shall find a colt tied. We find that Jesus tells the disciples, Hey, when you get into the village, you're going to find this colt, and uh, what you're going to find that this colt is doing, you ain't going to find him doing anything. You ain't going to find him going anywhere. Uh, you're, you're not going to find him... Uh, uh, doing anything, you're going to find him bound up. Uh, you're going to find him uh, chained up, and you're going to find him tied off. And uh, this donkey, uh, if it was going to be used to carry Jesus on into Jerusalem, uh, it was going to have to be released. Jesus tells his disciples, hey, you're, you're going to have to loose this thing. You're going to have to loose this colt that has been tied. And uh, he, he said, this is how you're going to find this colt. And before Jesus was going to be able to use this donkey like he desires to use this donkey, uh, they were going to have to loose this donkey. How would Jesus be able to ride this donkey into Jerusalem if he was bound up? He, he wasn't going anywhere. He, he was chained up and tied off. And I want to say as that applies to you and I tonight, be, before Jesus is going to be able to use you to uh, share that gospel message, uh, before Jesus is going to be able to use you to perform His perfect will in your life, you know what we need to do tonight? 
We're going to have to cut ties with some things. Uh, we're going to have to take some scissors to some things. Y'all didn't know it's going to get convicting in here tonight. We're going to have to make some changes on some things. And what we need to do in this day and in this hour more than ever, we as Christians, I'm not talking about lost tonight, I'm talking about God's people. We need to loose ourselves from some things. We need to cut ties with some people. Uh, it, it's high time that you and I as God's people stop having one foot in the world and one foot with Jesus. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Everybody all right? Uh, look, I, I, I know who I'm talking to tonight. Uh, and look, uh, preacher, pastor, pastor hears it too. Amen? And, and he said it was all right. All right? So, uh, it, it's high time that we as God's people uh, stop having one foot in and one foot out. Uh, some of us are, are sitting on the sidelines when there's a world out there lost and going to hell and, and dying on their way to eternal fire. And, and here we are, one foot with them and one foot not with them. Uh, it's time that we cut some ties with some things. We, we mentioned Sunday uh, about, about having our life centrally attracted to Him. What's that going to require? That's going to require us to cut ties with some things. That's going to require us to loose ourselves from some things. And here in this, in this passage of Scripture, this donkey, the disciples, they were going to find this donkey tied up. Jesus tells them, hey, if I'm going to use this thing, you're going to have to loose it. Loose it for Jesus. I'd say it like this, get loose for Jesus. Don't read into more than that, you know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't take more than one interpretation of that, all right? Uh, L-O-O-S-E, okay? Not L-O-S-E, uh, L-O-O-S-E. We need to get loose, loosed for Jesus. There's some things I believe in, in all, and, I, and I'm talking about all of us tonight, that uh, we need to rid ourselves of. If we're going to see revival in this country... Uh, if we're going to see a move from the Lord tonight and in, in our generation, uh, we need to get serious about cutting ties with some things. We need to get serious about making some changes towards God's will in our life. Maybe it's, maybe it's your schedule that's got you tied down. Maybe, maybe it's the amount of time that you've sectioned off for God, which ain't a whole lot. Uh, maybe you need to cut ties with that schedule. Uh, maybe maybe it's, it's your love of money uh, that's got you tied down and keeping you from serving the Lord like He has planned for you. Uh, maybe you need to cut ties with that money. Somebody help me tonight. Uh, maybe it's a friend that you got that's been weighing you down, been keeping you back, been holding you down, uh, keeping you from uh, what God has ultimately in store for you. Uh, boy, it's a tough decision, but hey, it needs to be made. You need to cut ties with that friend. I don't know what it is tonight. Uh, I don't know what type of change needs to be made, but uh, there is something far greater and far worth more than, than our social status. There's something uh, that, that's far more greater and worth a whole lot more going on in this day and hour than how much money that we have in the bank. Uh, there's something far greater that is going on for all of eternity uh, that is a whole lot more important than any ball game that we got going on, uh, than any sort of March Madness tournament bracket. Somebody help me tonight. 
Uh, and that is the fact that there's a world outside these four walls that's lost and on their way to hell. And you and I have been commissioned, we've been empowered with the gospel of Jesus Christ, knowing the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We have that gospel message, and we need to be used to carry that gospel message to a lost and dying world. But we're bound up, tied down. And if we're going to be used to carry Jesus to Jerusalem, to carry Jesus to a lost and dying world, to Clarksville, Tennessee, we got to get loosed of some things, cut ties with some things. So we find that this donkey, it was bound up. This donkey had to be released. It had to be redeemed if it was going to be used. Lastly tonight, and I'll be through, I want you to notice this. This donkey had never been ridden before. Verse 30 tells us, Jesus says, you're going to find this colt tied. Notice those couple words there. Whereon yet never man sat. Whereon yet never a man sat. Some characteristics of this animal that, that, that people would use a donkey for. They were known for pack animals. You would pack things on them for long trips and things like that. They were known as the cheapest form of agricultural power in the day. A donkey was a lowly animal. It was a, an animal that, that didn't get a whole, lot of, a whole lot of attention, didn't get a whole lot of credit. No one had ever in this day had ever used this particular donkey like Jesus was going to use him. No one had ever used this donkey to actually get on top of and ride upon he says it there clearly, plain as day, whereon yet never a man sat. But what's Jesus do? He says, I know nobody's used that donkey like I'm going to use it, but I, I, I'm going to ride on this thing because I've got something in store for this donkey. I'm going to use this donkey like nobody's ever used it before because there's some people in Jerusalem that, that I need to tell them that I'm the true Messiah, that I'm the King of Kings, I'm the very Son of God. And I want to say this tonight, and I'll be through. I'm glad that Jesus specializes in using things like they've never been used before, aren't you? Whereon yet never a man sat. And Jesus always, even throughout all of His ministry, you see time and time again, He would take something and use it like nobody's ever used it before. Uh, he, he would perform those miracles. He would do things that had never been done before. He, and he specialized in using things just like this donkey, like had never been used before. You may not have ever carried Jesus to somebody. Maybe that's not what you are set up for. Brother Zach, I know the personal evangelism, uh, school of the Bible, uh, soul winning. It's just, it's just not my. It's not not what my my gift is. All right, As, y'all ever heard that? That's not what my comfortability is. That's not what I'm used for, brother Zach. That's not what I'm used for, pastor. That's uh, not in my personality. 
Jesus specializes in using things and using people like he's never used like you've never been used before. You may not have ever shared the gospel with anybody. Your nerves get get the best of you. You, you, you get all shaky and trembly and that's just not my personality. If you, if you'll give that to God, I promise you, he'll use you like you've never been used before. Because that's what that's what Jesus does. He told us he'd never leave us nor forsake us. If we think for one second that when we knock on somebody's door and they say, I'm not saved, we, if we think that, that Jesus is going to leave us then, we've got another thing coming. He's with you. He'll give you that strength you need. He'll give you that boldness you need. He, he, look, He'll fill you like you've never been filled before. And He'll use you like you'll never, you've never been used before if you'll give that over to Him. Never a man sat on this donkey. This donkey had never been ridden before. But Jesus was going to use this donkey like he had never been used before. Brother Zach, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not qualified. I don't have the education. I didn't go to Bible college. I, I, don't, I don't have the knowledge like you or Brother John or Brother Zach do or, or some of these church members do that know the gospel backwards and forwards. I don't have any of those things. I'm not qualified to carry Jesus. I'm not qualified to share the gospel with Jesus. Well, guess what? Neither was this donkey. Never been used for that before. Maybe you've never been used like that before. You never carried Jesus before to somebody. But if a donkey can do it, you can too. I pray the Lord will help us with that tonight. Donkeyology. Just some things about a little donkey that was used to carry Jesus into Jerusalem. Would you stand to your feet tonight as we pray and prepare for invitation? Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you tonight. Lord, and I, I want to thank you for this donkey. Lord, the example that we have. Lord, that if, if, if something like an, an animal, if something like this donkey can be used like you used it, to carry Jesus into the city. Lord, you can use somebody like me to share the gospel. Lord, you can use somebody like Josh Farmer and John Meadows and Cyrus Garrison and Sean Frosley to serve you and to share that gospel message. Lord, I thank you that it's possible Lord, I thank you for your Holy Spirit power that will enable us to do your will, to carry you to a lost and dying world. Father, I pray you'd continue to help us with this. Lord, you'd convict us where we need convicting. God, may you be honored with the invitation. Lord, I pray you'd work as only you can. Christian, in your name we do pray. Amen.